flocks and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. And if I drive out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do you, do your people drive them out? So then they will be your judges. But if I drive out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or again, how can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions? Unless he first ties up the strong man, then he can rob his house. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. This is the word of God. We see this word of God that is spoken by Jesus. Jesus is challenging those people who are challenging him. And they are questioning by what spirit he drove out those evil spirits. When he healed the one who was blind and mute. When Jesus healed him, the one who was blind and mute. And now he could talk and see. And the people were astonished and said, could this be the son of David? While people were beginning to believe in him, on the other side, the Pharisees who were hearing this, they said, it's only by Beelzebub, the prince of demons, that this fellow drives out demons. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, every kingdom that is divided against itself will fall. A city or a household that's divided against itself will not stand. And if Satan is driving out Satan, he himself is a divided kingdom, then how can he stand? If you think that I am driving out this uh, demons by Satan, then how do your people, because some of the Jewish people are also driving out demons, then how do your people drive out demons? What do they use? Jesus always challenged them with a counter question. And uh, then he goes on to say, but if I drive out demons by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. You know, now they had to decide by what spirit their people are driving out demons. If their people are driving out demons by Satan, and that's the way they are accusing Jesus, that he is driving out the devils by Satan's power, by the prince of demons. If that is true, then what your people are doing also should be true. But if what your people are doing is not true, if they are not driving out demons by Satan, then you should believe the kingdom of God, that I am doing it by the spirit of God. How can you say that I am driving out demons by Satan when your people are also able to do the same thing, but by the they are doing it in the name of God? And it's only by the name of God that they can cast out demons because a kingdom divided against itself will not stand. And so he's calling them to believe in him and driving out demons and healing them was a sign about the kingdom of God. That the kingdom of God has come. That he is their king. And but because they were refusing to believe in him, they were trying to throw all kinds of accusations against him. Then something that Jesus goes on to say in verse 29 is what caught my attention. Or again, how can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man? Then he can rob his house. 
I have a very interesting title for this morning's message. Rob his house. I'm going to convert you the next half an hour or so to become robbers. Amen. Are you ready for that? Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to plunder from the kingdom of darkness and populate the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. We are here to plunder. We are here to carry off the booty. We're going to carry off all that the enemy has stolen. And Jesus is telling them, unless you first come and bind the strong man, unless you demonstrate the power of the kingdom and overpower the forces of evil, you cannot carry off his possessions. You need to bind the strong man of the house. Then once he is bound, then you are ready to carry off his possessions. And then you can rob the house. And so here we are to rob the house. We got to get ready to rob the from the kingdom of darkness. We got to get ready to populate the kingdom of heaven. We got to get ready to populate the kingdom of Jesus. We are all of the kingdom of light. And there's a kingdom of darkness that is at work. And there's a prince of darkness who is the lord of the air. The kingdom of the evil one is run by the prince of the air, the devil, Satan himself and his demons, who were once angels in heaven but who were cast down because Lucifer wanted to exalt himself, his throne above that of God. And God threw him out and with him came the angels, a portion of the angels who are the demons who are causing havoc in this world. and that's the devil the serpent the ancient serpent that came and tempted eve and brought all of mankind into sin the devil was fighting against god and because he couldn't go against him and because he was cast away and because he knew that his days were numbered he came against his creation you and i and this enemy has been given a time and in this time god would show his power and his kingdom would be established and he will manifest who he is and ultimately the kingdom of, the kingdom of darkness will be bound when satan himself and his demons will be bound ultimately we read about that in the book of revelation but until then we have a struggle with the kingdom of the forces of evil and we have the victory that jesus has won on the cross of calvary that's where we stand that's our stand point that's the beginning point that's where we launch off from the victory that came through our lord jesus christ well he died and he rose again and he won over the forces of evil because the devil thought that he could kill god's son and thereby he can have authority and dominion over people but he did not know that he would rise again and by rising again he put to death sin and curse and sickness he put to death everything that came from the pits of hell and everything that came from the from the fall of man but because we live in a fallen world we still see the effects of the fallenness of mankind we see the effects of sin in the world and we too are affected by the effects of sin in this world but we still have the power to overcome the powers of evil and live a victorious life 
Hallelujah. We still have the power that we have in the name of Jesus. We have the power through the word of God. We have the power that comes through the blood of Jesus. Do you know that Satan has lost his battle with your life? I asked you, do you know that Satan has lost his battle with your life? If you believe in Jesus and if you are a child of God and you know that you have the forgiveness of sins and you receive the gift of eternal life, Satan has lost his battle in your life. Hallelujah. Because you are no longer in the kingdom of darkness but you are in the kingdom of light. You, if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you committed your life to him and you made a covenant with him in the waters of baptism, you become a child of God. You are a covenant child. He has initiated this new covenant and you responded to that covenant and you become a partaker in the covenant and so by that you are in his kingdom. Hallelujah. And the devil has lost his battle in your life because he was after your soul but your soul has been won on the cross of Calvary. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And because the Lord has given you your soul and you have given he has given you a clean heart and he has redeemed you from the pits of hell and because he has redeemed you from sin satan and curses you and i can boldly say that i am on the lord's side you can boldly say that i have been robbed i have been plundered from the kingdom of darkness from the house of the devil hallelujah but i am now in the house of god Hallelujah. The Bible says that we are the household of God. We are the family of God. We have come into the family of God. Praise the Lord. And he, by rising again from the death, he, he is one over the devil and death itself. The destructive power of death has been broken in our lives because you and I have been, were destined to die and go to hell and be condemned eternally. But God has reversed that. Hallelujah. God has changed our destiny. You are no longer heading towards the devil. You are not heading towards hell. You are not heading towards you know, the hell fire. You are not heading towards condemnation. But you have been accepted. You have been bought with a price. You have been changed. You have been transformed. You have been made his child. You have been received into his kingdom. And so this morning you and I can rejoice that we are not in the house of the devil but we are in the house of God. Hallelujah. We are not going to go down to the pits of hell but we are going to go towards the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. We are not going to go down but you are going to go up. Hallelujah. We are not going to go down but we are going to go up. We are going to go to a good place not a bad place. We're going to be in the loving arms of Jesus and not in the cruel, you know, tormentation of hellfire. Hallelujah. And so because we have this confidence in the name of Jesus, we have this confidence through his blood, we have this confidence that comes because of what Jesus has done, you and I can stand boldly this morning to say that I have been plundered, that I have been, you know, saved, that I have been called, that I have been rescued. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's read again verse number 29. Again, how can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man? 
then he can rob his house once the strong man is bound then you are ready to plunder the house and so jesus came to plunder jesus came to rescue the souls of mankind and so he comes to ro- first tie up the strong man and he did that on the cross of calvary he did it through his ministry and ultimately did it on the cross when he crushed the head of the devil while he rose again from the dead hallelujah he, he the devil thought that he killed jesus but you know what happened even though the enemy the devil celebrated when jesus died but yet on the day he rose again that morning easter morning when jesus rose from the dead triumphantly from the grave you know what happened that satan and his demons were defeated because death and the destructive power of de- the devil was defeated because now through belief in the lord jesus christ and by believing that he died on the cross for our sins the souls of mankind will be saved hallelujah they we would receive forgiveness of sins and everyone who calls upon the name of the lord shall be saved hallelujah we will be saved and so constantly every day we see around the world there are people continuing to get saved from the clutches of the devil get saved from sin and come into the kingdom of heaven and so jesus has called us also to continue to rob his house to rob the house of the devil we need to go against the evil forces and bind the strong man and plunder from the house and take people into his kingdom and this happened while jesus was casting out the devil in this context he's talking about this it was a sign of his kingdom it was a sign of his power it was a sign of his dominion the enemy thought that he is having dominion over the souls of men but jesus is all powerful and almighty and he's and he has all dominion over everyone but once we tie up the strong man we are ready to carry off the possessions he has taken captive the hearts and lives of people and you and i who have been set free who are now in the light have been empowered by the power of the holy spirit to go and bind up the strong man and rescue people from the fire once his power and his dominion over people's lives is broken then they will be ready to come into the kingdom of god through the gospel once his power and dominion over people's lives are broken then they are ready to walk into the kingdom of god through the gospel firstly i want to talk to us about how demons are territorial and they find empty places if we need to rob his house we need to know what kind of an enemy we are dealing with we need to know what kind of schemes he does we need to know what other you know the weapons of warfare that we have and quickly let's look at what how demons operate what what kind are they demons are territorial and find empty places they find places where they can go and lodge themselves in in mark's gospel chapter number 5 and verse number 1 to 20 they went across a lake to the region of the gerizines when jesus got out of a boat a man with an evil spirit came from the tombs to meet him this man lived in the tombs and no one could bind him any more not even uh, with a chain 
for he had often been chained hand and foot but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet no one was strong enough to subdue him night and day among the tombs and in the hills he would cry out and cut himself with stones when he saw jesus from a distance he ran and fell on his feet on his knees and in front of him he shouted at the top of his voice what do you want me want with me jesus son of the most high god swear to god that you won't come torture me for jesus had said to him come out of this man you evil spirit then jesus asked him what is your name my name is legion he replied for we are many and he begged jesus again again not to send him send them out of the area you know that the demon begged jesus not to send them out of that area he begged them again and again because he had found a lodging place in that place and he had taken control of that place and he had taken control of a person there and he's found a place to stay demons are very territorial they come and take possession of a place they take possession of people they want a place to reside they want a place to be in and the holy spirit wants to rest in us he wants to abide in us he wants us to be his dwelling place because the bible says behold the habitation of god is among men but where there is the absence of the holy spirit evil spirits are bound to come where there is an absence of the presence of god evil spirits have a free way to operate where there is an absence of holiness and if our spirit is not holy there's a possibility of evil spirits to come and either cast a spell over us or have an authority or control over us or even to possess a person a large herd of pigs were feeding on the nearby hill verse 11 the demons begged jesus send us among the pigs allow us to go into the into them he gave them permission and the evil spirits came out and went to the pigs the herd about 2000 in number rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned the demons were wanting to take the man's life but because the demons were cast out of the man the demons begged jesus to go into the pigs because they wanted to stay in that place they wanted a place to rest they wanted a place to stay and so the the lord allowed the demons to go into the pigs and because they could not take the life of this man it took the lives of all of those pigs blood thirsty and then verse 14 those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and countryside and the people went out to see what had happened when they came to jesus they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there dressed and in his right mind and they were afraid those who had seen it told the people who had hap- what had happened to the demon possessed man and told about the pigs as well then the people began to plead with jesus to leave their region obviously they did not have a receptive heart to receive jesus even though this demon was cast out of this man and they saw how he has been transformed in a moment but yet they did not want to have jesus in this in this area because they knew that if he was going to be there their profession is going to be hit that's going to take a beating and now the pigs have been killed because the demons were cast out into these pigs and so these men who were taking care of pigs all of them lost their business and so they didn't want jesus in their area because they knew if jesus was going to be there it's going to affect them they could not see the kingdom of god 
they could not see that jesus had delivered this man they could not you know want this deliverance that jesus was bringing to people he was casting demons out hallelujah but you know what happened then jesus was getting you know into a, into the boat and the man who had been demon possessed begged to go with him jesus did not let him but said go home to your family tell him how much the lord has done for you and how he had had mercy on you so that the man went so the man went and began to tell in the decapolis how much jesus had done for him and all the people were amazed you see these demons were begging jesus not to send them away why have you come here why have you come to chase us away they were they were upset that jesus had come and jesus was casting them away they wanted that place they were in control of that place they wanted that man and they wanted to stay in that place and so constantly they were torturing this man and he was cutting himself because demons want blood they want the life of human beings that's why you see in many places evil spirits operate in certain places you know in a particular area constantly accidents happen and people die fatal accidents specifically in some highways and some spots that's why we should pray very much before going anywhere and pray for god's protection because in certain areas there are certain demons that that take control and it's in their territory and it tries to cause you know accidents so that it can take the blood of people it can take the souls of people and so they constantly cause accidents and that's why you will see that even though they are very repeatedly accident prone areas nothing would be done about it also nobody can alter this the road or nobody can put a signal there or nobody can stop the you know uh, open uh, entry points into that place nothing can be done to even prevent those accidents because those evil spirits are in control and that's how the devil wants to take people's lives you see suddenly a person who was all all right it looked like he was all right but suddenly you know he commits suicide and people are wondering what happened you see especially in this area lot of suicides you know in party side and all of these areas you know lot of suicide very often you will find posters of people you know uh, where uh, they 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 are very young at age wise very untimely death very often you will see that because these are territorial spirits that are operating and take control of people's lives and they want to take the lives of people either because of an adultery a conflict in relationship or because of um, uh, you know some enmity over money or business or some kind of territorial behavior you know because the neighbor was trying to you know encroach into the other person's property while well, he built a house for some reason you will find some enmity that gets built up in in the in this area and then finally either a murder or a suicide happens because the devil is in control of people's lives he is trying to destroy people's lives he wants to take them to hell he wants to kill them he wants to harm god's creation and so we need to understand that these demons are territorial and they take control and jesus came and cast them away from that place hallelujah jesus has authority over demons jesus is all powerful the earth and the fullness thereof belongs to god 
Hallelujah. He is the king of kings and the lord of lords and every demon in hell and every demon on earth will have to bow down to the name of Jesus. And you and I have the authority to cast out these demons out of an area, out of a person. Yes, it's possible. And they go around also into empty places and then come back to find for a lodging place. You can read with me in in Matthew's gospel chapter 12 come back to 12 and let's read 43 to 45 when an evil spirit comes out of a man it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it then it says i will return to the house i left when it arrives it finds the house unoccupied swept clean and put in order then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself and they and they go in and live there and the final condition of that man is worse than the first this is how it will be with this wicked generation jesus is using the analogy of the how demons operate and how it is going to be with this wicked generation he's illustrating using this the parable that it represents actually he's talking about the the state of the jewish people he's talking about how you know at the superficial level it seemed to be like they're doing some religious activities and they're cleaning up the house but then they really don't have jesus the house their hearts their lives are not filled with the messiah and so because of that what is happening is that they are you know they are their latter condition will become worse than the former condition because they're having some external religious you know um activities that they are doing and they have some ceremonies that they do they offer some sacrifices they offer they do some rituals at the superficial level they seem to be doing some clean up work they seem to be worshiping god but actually in their heart of hearts it's not true and uh, but ultimately what happens is the latter you know condition of their lives becomes worse jesus is using this analogy of how a demon operates to describe the condition of the jewish people but now coming to the illustration that jesus gives itself gives us a little bit of an insight of how demons operate when they are cast out of a person or when an unclean spirit leaves a person he wants to return but if he finds that that person you know his heart is not filled with the holy spirit he has not fully accepted the gospel he is not god saved he is not been set free from sin he is not accepted jesus as his lord what happens if the presence of god is not there that house seemed to be like clean and swept you know but it's still empty not filled with the holy spirit and so the demons come back sometimes some people are like that they want a deliverance they want a change in their lives and so they take a few steps forward and and the stronghold of the devil upon their life is broken they are set free probably they come for a healing deliverance meeting and we pray over them and they are set free probably we go and and pray in their home and they are set free the stronghold of the devil is broken but because they have not, they don't yield themselves to Christ and because they don't yield themselves to the word of god and they're not filled with the holy spirit what happens is their heart is still empty and the house is still empty and the evil spirits come again but when they come again they bring back with them seven more spirits along with them and the condition the latter condition of that man is worse than the former
how many of you understand what i'm talking about amen so it's important that when a person gets delivered from the clutches of darkness from sin from the strongholds of the enemy that person continues to receive the gospel of jesus and that person accepts christ and is forgiven of his sins and jesus will take a lodging place in his heart that the presence of the lord and the holy spirit will dwell with him if not that person's condition latter condition is going to be worse off than the former many times we have seen also in the ministry while we reach out to people we pray for them we see there's a demonic attack we see there's a witchcraft done against them and we constantly pray and they are set free but then when we call them to obey the word of god when we call them to accept jesus when we call them to be baptized into christ and to receive jesus as their lord they would refuse even if they are christians by birth they would say oh let me pray about it you don't have anything to pray about being baptized <laughs> some people are trying to find out if it's the will of god for them to be baptized <laughs> we don't have to be praying about you know biblical teaching that we have to obey amen hallelujah sometimes they sound like they are more wiser than more righteous than god himself the word of god is the will of god for our lives the teaching of scripture is the will of god that we need to keep that we need to follow and so if that is what the word of god is saying we just have to obey it but they refuse to obey it and they resist it and so what happens they are still open to demonic forces their lives their homes are still open to demonic attack and some of them we see you know sadly you know resist the devil, resist christ resist the word of god resist the spirit of god resist the teaching of scriptures even though they have seen the powerful manifestation of the power of god even though they have seen the powerful manifestation of the work of god even though they've experienced a deliverance because of prayer but yet they would not accept the teachings of scripture and so what happens is their condition becomes worse off the latter condition becomes worse than the earlier the heart is the residence of the, of all spirits of all spirits when unclean spirits are allowed unclean spirits will come and reside but when the person is filled with the holy spirit as jesus himself the word of god says that you are the temple of the holy spirit you are the dwelling place of god our body is a temple of the holy spirit some people think the body is of no worth that the body is sinful that whatever sin you do in the body will not affect your spirit that's not true the body is a temple of the living god the bible says hallelujah and so we need to keep our body holy as well our body mind and spirit are all one we are one entity we can't classify or separate them that to say that what i sin in my body you know that will not affect my spirit as long as you know i am already saved and i am baptized you know whatever i do in the flesh will not affect me because anyway this is perishable that's the way people some some people think and teach also which is a wrong false teaching whatever you do in your body has its effect in your spirit in your soul whatever you think in your mind has its effect in your spirit in your soul amen hallelujah and so this is how demonic spirits operate they are territorial and they find empty empty spaces and it's important that we as the people of god are filled with the holy spirit and also we make sure that we don't leave our lives empty 
Some people just live their lives empty. They don't seek God. They don't pray to the Lord. They don't spend time in his presence. They don't want Jesus in their lives. They don't want the word of God. They don't read his word. They don't love him. And so what happens? They leave their lives empty and that opens the door for evil spirits to operate in their lives. Very often, many people do not even know that there are evil spirits operating in their lives. And they have allowed the devil to op- operate in their lives. And so what happens is they're constantly under some kind of a spell, some kind of an attack, some kind of a disturbance, something that keeps bothering them, troubling them, some restlessness, some peacelessness, something that keeps coming If you recognize there is something that is repetitively happening, something that's bothering you, something that's troubling you, something that's bringing peacelessness, maybe it's within your family, maybe it's between the husband and wife. If there's a constant peacelessness, you need to recognize that's the work of the devil. You need to recognize that's the devil that's bringing this problem, this confusion in your life, in your heart and you need to fight it out. You need to pray to the Lord that God will help you to overcome. Maybe somebody has opened the door for the devil in their life because of some sin probably, because of some bad habits, because of some kind of a, uh, you know, thing where they have not sought the Lord enough. They've just allowed their hearts empty for evil spirits to come and trouble and disturb them. Let's make sure that every door of our heart and our life is closed to the devil. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's make sure that every door for the devil is closed in our life. That we will have no back door open. Amen. We will have no secret sin that can open to uh, the door for evil attack. For evil disturbances in our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we need to straighten up our lives. We need to change. If we need to change, we need to keep the devil out of our lives. If we need to pray and if we need to seek the Lord, if we need to fast, we need to fast. If we need to read the scriptures, we need to read. If we need to pray, we need to get down on our knees and pray. And we need to ensure that every door of the devil is closed. Every door for the enemy is closed. Hallelujah. Because the devil is looking for a place. The devil is looking for a foothold. The devil is looking for a space. The devil is looking for a person. Into whose life he can come and operate. Into whose life he can come and devour. Because the Bible says in John's gospel chapter 10 and verse number 10. The thief comes but to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus said I have come that they may have life and life more abundantly. The devil comes to steal away your joy. The devil comes to steal away your peace. The devil comes to plunder from you. The devil wants to plunder your family members. The devil wants to plunder your life. The devil comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. He wants to destroy your family. He wants to destroy your marriage. He wants to destroy the life of your son, your daughter. He wants to destroy the life of your, you know, your your work, your work life. He wants to destroy your, you know, profession. He wants to play havoc in our lives. And so we need to be guarding ourselves from the plans and the schemes of the devil. The enemy will not have any entry. No entry. Have you seen no entry boards? (laughs) Have you seen sometimes some people enter even through the no, even after they see the no entry boards? May not be in other nations. Have you seen a no entry board and people entering into the no entry board and, and they think that they can go off. 
but then there will be that man standing in the shadow behind a tree and even without a hat so nobody can even you know make out so easily but then suddenly when you took that turn and then you know somebody pops up right there in a moment and then the one who came into the no entry board is caught that's how sometimes we you know enter into territories that is that are not good we enter we have fellowship with people who who are not the right kind of people we need to have fellowship with we 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 come into uh, we we get involved with things and to habits that are not good for us and what happens is that you know we enter into the devil's territory and when we and we go into the devil's territory we go and get caught there we get go and get caught in his web it's important that we don't enter into his territory and go and get caught in his web neither do we allow the devil to come into our lives in our homes in our families hallelujah praise the lord it's necessary that we are very watchful because the devil is scheming because the devil is planning the devil is plotting i w- i'm talking to you these things because the devil is always at work trying to somehow affect people's lives and even more a child of god because he knows that he has lost the battle with him and somehow he wants to gain an entry and have a foothold again but don't allow the devil a foothold anymore hallelujah don't give the devil a place anymore through any situation easily he will enter easily he will come and do things that will you know affect our lives demons are territorial and they find empty places and we need to ensure that we are not allowing the devil to enter our lives and we don't go into his territory and get caught in his web but if we go we go to bind the strong man and rob the house and plunder people for the kingdom of god hallelujah take back what the devil has stolen and bring it to jesus hallelujah that's what we are called to and so we talked about how the devil had want to stay in certain territories and the devil are looking for empty spaces number 2 to rob the house we need to know that there are different kinds of spirits and different powers they have there are different spirits different kinds of spirits and different powers different there's a hierarchy of demons and we see here in matthew's gospel chapter 12 when jesus was speaking and and the pharisees were questioning him in this you know episode that we just now read in verse 24 you see when the pharisees heard this in matthew 12 24 they said it is only by belzebub the prince of demons that this fellow drives out demons it's obviously there's a prince of demons lucifer is the head and there are other demons who are subject to the higher authority of demons in Math- in ephesians chapter 6 we see verses 10 to 12 in ephesians chapter 6 and was strength to finally be strong in the lord and the mighty pa- and in his mighty power put on the full armor of god so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes the devil is a scheming devil 
the devil plans the devil plots the devil wants to affect people and he's very strategic he plans he prepares he strategizes that's why when apostle paul wrote to the church at corinth he says we are not unaware of the devil schemes why did he say that because there was a man who was caught in adultery in the corinthian church and he was living with his father's wife and he was uh, specifically dealt with by apostle paul and paul said you know excommunicate him do not have him in your fellowship i already wrote him wrote about him to you but you have not thrown him out because he is unrepentant and he is adulterous and anybody who is unrepentant and adulterous if they are allowed to stay in the body of christ in the fellowship of god's people they will contaminate those spirits will begin to operate and they will begin to influence others and others will become immoral they with their lustful adulterous spirit will spill over and they will get into relationships with others and many will become will start falling into adultery and so when you find adulterous people they have to be dealt with very strongly because they will come and corrupt the body of Christ and so paul the apostle is calling for a church discipline and calling the church of corinth to excommunicate him send him out some people try to speak very wiser than god and, and throw out ideas you know that are very even uh, try to be too righteous than the bible itself and say oh that person is a sinner we should love them we should accept them there's a place for that but there's a place of love and acceptance that is given so that the person will repent when the person does not repent there's no eternal love god god loves them eternally and wants a sinner to be saved but for this but there is there are disciplines within the body of christ that god has placed that we must exercise and so some people get mad at a pastor saying oh they're talking about the sin of that person and they're telling them to go out of the church and they say oh we must have grace we must show love but love and grace is shown for a person to repent but when a person is presumptuously living in sin and does not want to repent and constantly is affecting other people's lives that person has to be excommunicated that's a church discipline that's biblical discipline paul the apostle commanded with his apostolic authority over the corinthian church which he planted he called for the church to excommunicate this man who was sleeping with his father's wife and then he was sent out but now quite probably he had repented and then apostle paul comes again in second letter first letter he calls him to be excommunicated second letter he comes back and he says now take him in because he has repented and now the sorrow that you you know that he was bestowed upon is enough because he was sent out there was a grief and sorrow that came on him that was shame that came on him and because of all of that he changed he repented and uh, that's enough that you have you know enough punishment has been given now he has repented now you can take him back obviously there were probably clear signs of repentance maybe he stopped doing this bad practice came out of his adulterous life and now he is accepted back into the family of god 
into the church but when that happens when that was spoken about apostle paul says do it let him not be cast away forever so that he will ultimately lose his soul and the devil will come and have a foothold over him you understand that let me read that verse for you so that we all get it in the right way the first passage that he is talking about about that immoral man in chapter 5 in chapter 5 verses 1 verse 1 it is actually reported there is sexual immorality among you and of a kind that does not occur even among pagans a man has his father's wife and you are proud shouldn't you rather have been filled with grief and have put him out of your fellowship the man who did this a clear call to church discipline to send away a person who is adulterous who is incestuous who is clearly sinful even though i am not physically present i am with you in the spirit and i have already passed judgment on the one who did this just as if i were present when you are assembled in the name of our lord jesus and i am with you in the spirit and the power of our lord jesus is present hand this man over to satan so that the sinful nature may be destroyed and the spirit saved on the day of the lord so that he will repent and ultimately even though his sinful nature his body is destroyed even the devil destroys his life and even if he you know dies in sin but so that he will through all of that suffering through by excommunicate him by the grief and the shame that he goes through that he will repent that ultimately at least his soul will be destroyed his soul will be saved come back to second corinthians come down to second corinthians now in chapter number 2 in verse number 5 onwards if anyone has caused grief he has not so much grieved me as he has grieved all of you to some extent not to put it too severely that is talking about the man who has caused the grief by because of his sin and because this thing has to be done to excommunicate him he has caused grief to apostle paul and the punishment was six the punishment inflicted on him by the majority is sufficient for him now instead you ought to forgive and comfort him so that he will not be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow i urge you therefore to reaffirm your love for him The reason I wrote you was to see if you would stand the test and be obedient in everything. If you forgive anyone, I also forgive him. And what I have forgiven, if there is anything to forgive, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake. In order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. So this man who was sinful was thrown out of the fellowship so that he would be filled with grief. shame sorrow and he will repent and now he has repented punishment enough punishment has been given to him now he has because he has repented probably although it doesn't mention when paul is calling them to forgive and take him back probably very possibly that he has repented and take him him 
take him in and comfort him so that he will not be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow and then he says if there in order that satan might not outwit us if we allow him to be in that grief and sorrow and if we and if we allow him to con- continuously live in that uh situation where he could actually probably even lose his faith in god and so for the sake of his soul to be redeemed apostle paul is saying take him back comfort him but obviously after repentance i'm not i'm sure that paul is not going to accept him back if he is continuing in his sin amen i think that's common sense for us to understand obviously there has been sign of repentance and there's been enough punishment you know bestowed on him now take him back because satan will not outwit us because his soul will not be saved ultimately if his soul is lost that's a victory for the devil you get it if his soul is lost that's a victory for the devil and so because he's repented now take him back so that he will be restored back into the fellowship so that his soul will be redeemed because we are not unaware of the devil's schemes this is how the devil schemes and works this is how the devil plots and works he brings sin into people he brings sinful people and then when they don't repent what happens is that the fire torments them and when the sin is dealt with they are pushed to excessive sorrow and they repent but if they don't repent their soul will go to eternal damnation in hell some of them don't repent even after repeated warnings they don't repent they never change they continue in their adulterous life they continue in their immoral life they continue in their promiscuous life if they continue in sin forever there is no remedy at all even god can't save them amen if they continue in sin even after the warnings even after the re- call for repentance even after the punishment god gives even after the excommunication from the fellowship of god's people even after all of that if they don't repent it's dangerous for them that they can lose their soul in hell this is how the devil schemes now the point here is what i came to say is that this is how the devil works he plots and he plans he there's a sinful person then then the, the church deals with it and when the church deals with it he's cast out and if his heart is broken and then he loses faith in god and he goes away and he never repents what happens the devil takes control of his soul and so because we know the schemes of the devil we make sure that once the person is repented we make sure that the person is restored again and so likewise in our life in your situation in your context in your daily life in your family between your husband and wife in your relationship you know you had an argument you know you had a quarrel make sure that the devil does not have its foothold the devil wants to destroy your marriage but you make sure that you are reconciling so that the devil will not have authority and control and the devil will not win over your family hallelujah it's more important to let go of our ego and be willing to reconcile and resolve the conflict than to stay with it and have the devil have his authority and the devil have the victory because that's how the devil schemes amen hallelujah how many of you understand what i'm talking about the devil is scheming plotting planning comes with a strategy works in a subtle way we must not be unaware of the schemes of the devil 
Hallelujah. We must not allow the devil to have a foothold. We must not allow the devil to come and have his way into our lives. We must ensure that we close all the doors to the devil. Come back to Ephesians in chapter number 6. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Verse 12. rulers authorities powers of this dark world spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms in the atmosphere in the heavenly realms there are demonic forces that are operating as i already talked about territorial spirits there is a certain kind of sin that you will find in certain regions las vegas called as a sin city what do they do there gambling gambling and immorality and adultery certain areas are called red light areas you know full of adultery and prostitution you see certain areas where there's there are too many um uh, broken marriages in in one area in some areas even in the in the north you know in some places um Uh, there are places where people are highly promiscuous if a person is not careful in their life one of the pastors uh, you know who has a church there missions based there um, sends out teams from the south they go for ministry but he would always warn the teams who are going and the people who are going there for ministry he would tell them pray much and go and if there's anybody in your team who is not uh, strong you know in their relationships with the opposite sex don't take them because they will easily fall because there's that spirit operating there and easily it will attack a person and so somebody will come and say oh you sang very well after a church service but that won't be from you know with a good spirit but that will be an evil spirit that is operating through that person and with an intention of trapping the person because that kind of spirits operate in those regions in certain places because certain kind of spirits are invoked always by uh, by uh, you know sorcerers and magicians and uh, people who you know offer sacrifices to these idols and to these um, demonic forces to these spirits many of them in these regions are animists they worship animals and so such spirits come and operate and so a region is filled with a certain kind of spirit if you go to you know fort st george area you know what kind of spirit operates you know what kind of spirit spirit of corruption all kinds of evil all kinds of because that's a seat of power and that's where all kinds of you know uh corrupt people operate and money transactions happen and all kinds of evil plotting and power center that's a place where all the corruption happens there are some spirits that operate in these regions and so when we go and pray when we pray around when we pray binding the strong man when we resist the devil and we, as we submit to god and we resist the devil and we resist these spirits that are operating in these areas we will be able to cast them out and bring them under the subjection of the power of god and they will be bound and their evil work will not operate over people's lives 
then you will see people get delivered hallelujah there are powerful stories of transformation in certain places where crime rate has drastically come down where the police report police report that crime rates crime rates have drastically come down in a particular region because the church in that region the churches have been praying specifically because those areas were crime infested daylight robbery and murder and all kinds of things crime criminals in some cities crime rates have come down and the police have reported that but the secret is because the churches have been praying and the spirits of darkness that have been controlling the lives of people have been cast away and the strong man has been bound and then the people have been set free hallelujah and so there are principalities powers rulers that have taken control of people's lives they've taken control of businesses they control economies they control nations they control nations they control cities they control people groups they control you know businesses so we need to be careful and we need to be praying we need to be alert and we need to be praying that these spirits will not take control over our lives these spirits will not be able to take any authority over us but we resist them we rebuke them and we bind you know in prayer as we pray they will get bound their their stronghold will be broken their control over people's lives will be broken and you will begin to see that a change will come hallelujah the devil comes and binds families the devil comes and devours families it comes and devours marriages it comes and devours relationships between between brothers and sisters parents and children between husbands and wives the devil comes and works and people out of jealousy and evil intention do witchcraft to destroy somebody else because they're jealous that the someone else is growing someone else is doing well some of the family is doing well and people are jealous and they do witchcraft they give a money to a magician and they get them to you know cast a spell on somebody by sending a demon against them but we need to pray and watch out and that's why the bible says right there after all the you know armor of god that's talking about we don't have time to go into it in detail let's but look look at verse 18 but pray in the spirit ephesians 6:18 pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests with this in mind be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints we need to pray we need to keep praying of course we also need to be living a righteous holy life that's a safeguard those are the weapons of warfare that we have if you look at verse 13 14 onwards stand firm then with a the belt of truth truth breastplate of righteousness with the feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace in addition to all this take the shield of faith which can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one take the helmet of salvation the sword of the spirit which is the word of god these are all the weapons that god has given to us truth and righteousness and salvation and faith and the word of god and with all of this we need to be watching out that we are guarding our lives well that we are living a holy life that we are living a righteous life that we are living a life with faith and we using the word of god and trusting the word of god and speaking the word of god and also praying in the spirit always then we will have victory over the devil hallelujah then we can have dominion over the evil forces then we can go and bind the strong man and we can rob the house we can plunder people for god 
Hallelujah. In your workplace, in your office, go around, walk and pray. Around your school, around your college, go around, walk and pray. God will give those people into your hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whenever you go into certain places which are highly demonic, pray well and ask for God's protection and go into those places. When you visit some homes where you know that the their spirit is against the spirit of Christ, pray well and go. When you go into certain places, pray well and go so that you will be protected, your family will be protected against the forces of evil. Sometimes we go here and there and we can get exposed to such evil forces and and they can be disturbing our lives. We can be eating certain things that you know are offered to demons. And that can you know be affecting our lives. Before you eat or drink anything, pray well and eat and drink. Especially when it's offered you know in places that are uh, you know in uh, among unbelievers. so that even if there is something evil that they have done and if they are giving it that it will not have its effect on you there was a young man who uh, very uh, innocently was becoming friendly with a girl in his church and this was in a church in bangalore and where he was um, you know involved in children ministry also but what happened was that uh that girl's mother some wanted to get this guy for her daughter because he was a very prominent guy in the church very active and he was doing a lot of things he was handling thousands of children in the church and because he was a great very popular very nice person and uh, she wanted somehow um to get him for her daughter and so what he she did was she got a witchcraft done and invited him home and gave him something to drink they were and she was also part of that church and what happened as soon as that drink went into him this guy's heart and his eyes were so blinded that he came because he was weak and because he was dabbling with sin is playing with sin what happened was that he come, came under the spell of darkness because he was always here and there on and off with different girls trying to be friendly trying to you know get into relationships and he would hang out and do all kinds of stuff he was on and off and what happened is that it came he came under a spell and so for breakfast lunch and dinner like a toy that when you give a key you know for the toy and when it you release it it will start dancing in th- that way it, you know the angle whichever angle it is there you know you key, give a key and you release it it will start dancing have you seen those kind of toys dolls like this he became a puppet in their hands when like they gave a key so for breakfast lunch and dinner he would land up in the girl's house every day in whatever way his parents were trying to put sense into him nothing worked nothing worked he kept going there like you know he became like their slave literally now this was not a love relationship of a you know nice very smooth bonding but this was a bondage it was literally a bondage that he was bound into by demonic forces and so he would land up there all the time and what happened was finally he against the wishes of his family he got married he got married and 
after he married he somehow hated his parents so much that he literally went away from his family and he didn't even he got himself married no he registered himself but finally what happened was that one lady one elderly lady thank god for old grandmas who come to church and pray regularly somebody say amen, amen. hallelujah one old grandma regularly would come and pray in the church and one day while she was praying on a weekday all alone she was praying and when she was praying god revealed to her about this boy and this family and said that there's something in his stomach that was given to him that caused him to come fall as a you know pray for this girl and god revealed that and they began to pray against it and she went and told the boy's parents and now this boy got married he went off to the girl's house he got a child he totally you know renounced his parents even if he saw his father you know on brigade road you know on the other side you know he would not even look at him that's a kind of hatred he be developed against his parents now what happened was that finally this lady told his parents that god gave her a revelation there was something evil that was given and that was sitting in his stomach and they began to pray against it and they began to fast and pray and they bound it and then finally god released him out of that bondage and one day he came back to his parents but of course because he was married now the marriage couldn't be broken but he came back to his parents and they reconciled once again but unfortunately because of all that happened he lost his ministry he lost his calling the pastor literally slapped him and threw him out because of how he was unrepentant you know but that was a that was because he opened the door for the demonic because he was dabbling with sin he was playing around with sin it's very very dangerous to play with sin because the devil can always come and get you if you open a door for the devil and that's why it's important you know devil wants to come and take control see it came he was very good in ministry he was a children ministry pastor of this large church but but the devil came and took control of his life took control of his life destroyed his ministry his calling he was a very gifted person very influential guy small made short guy but he could do many things smart very good at planning very good at execution he can handle thousands of children and the whole band of teachers young guy but very extremely smart so you always make sure that you are very careful of where you go what you eat who is giving you what whom you associate with whom you fellowship with with whom you spend a night with be watchful be watchful be always prayerful amen we don't have to get alarmed and be afraid but we have to be watchful we have to be wise we have to be righteous we have to be holy but we have to be prayerful amen not a person who will pray sometimes but being a prayerful person there's a difference between praying every day and being a prayerful person amen because the devil wants to somehow scheme and plan and have dominion and authority over us he wants to come and destroy our lives he wants to come and destroy our holiness he wants to destroy you know our purity he wants to destroy you know our family life he wants to destroy your children he comes to destroy us 
he wants to destroy our calling he wants to destroy the plan of god he wants to destroy the work of god in your life he wants to destroy the purpose of god he wants to destroy the ministry that god wants you to do but before he comes we need to go against him and bind the strong man and take the positions hallelujah praise the lord we need to be aware of the devil's schemes we need to be cautious we need to be smart we need to be alert that's what the bible says in verse 18 be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints the spiritual alertness the alertness will come only when you are prayerful only when you're walking with god only when you have the scriptures in your heart psalmist king david said you know i have the word of god in my heart that i will not sin against you how can a young man keep his way pure by having his word in his heart and so the spiritual alertness the spiritual sensitivity to spiritual things to evil to sin what seemingly at a superficial level may seem to be okay justifiable oh what's wrong with this don't be too old fashioned but what you seemingly justify can be something where you can put yourself at a vulnerable position to the attack of the devil are you hearing me what you justify and what you say it's okay can be something that where you can put yourself so vulnerable for the devil to come and take control of your life don't allow the devil be alert but the alertness will come only when we are prayerful only when we are walking with god alertness spiritual alertness this is not physical this is not something which is um you know an alertness of the mind an alertness a smartness an assertiveness you know in the flesh but this is a spiritual alertness spiritual alertness we will be able to very our ears may be very sharp to hear a sound when somebody is just walking close to our door you might have an alert sharp ear but what we need is a spiritual alertness amen hallelujah there are different kinds of spirits quickly in 2 minutes in acts chapter 16 i'm just quickly going to give the reference read and tell the point we don't have time to explain explain now acts 16 verses 16 to 18 there was a slave girl who was predicting the future in fortune telling and she came acknowledging paul and the rest of us shouting verse 17 these men are servants of the most high god who are telling the way to be saved a girl kept shouting going after paul saying these men are the servants of the most high god telling the way to be saved if we were there probably in paul's place we would have said oh praise the lord i got somebody to amb- advertise for me i have a brand ambassador but paul saw that that was an unclean spirit She kept this up for many days was 18 finally Paul became so troubled that he turned around and said to the spirit in the name of Jesus Christ I command you to come out of her at the moment the spirit left her not everything that seemed to talk something spiritual is of the holy spirit we need to discern this is a this is a spirit of fortune telling second corinthians chapter 11 and verses 13 to 15 Second Corinthians 11 verses 13 to 
for such men are false apostles deceitful workmen masquerading as apostles of Christ and no wonder for satan himself masquerades as an angel of light this is a deceptive spirit satan himself masquerades as a angel of light there's always a counterfeit whenever there's an original and so you will always have even miracles will happen they will even do miracles they will even come and testify it's an angel of light very deceptive things that will deceive quickly let's go but these angel of lights also have powers demonic forces have powers read with me quickly in exodus chapter 7 you know there's so much to teach there's so much to understand but we really have challenge of time before us exodus chapter 7 verses 8 to 13 the lord said to moses and aaron when pharaoh asks you perform a miracle then say to aaron take your staff and throw it down before pharaoh and it will become a snake so moses and aaron went to pharaoh and did just as the lord commanded aaron threw his staff down in front of pharaoh and his officials and it became a snake now aaron did it by the power of god right but pharaoh then summoned his wise men and sorcerers and the egyptian magicians also did the same things by their secret arts by demonic spirits they were able to do same thing they threw their stuff that became a snake just like how when moses threw the stuff it became a snake and then not only snake they come to the plague of blood and read verses verse 22 egyptian magicians did the same things by their secret arts and pharaoh's heart became hard this was turning the nile and water bodies into blood moses and aaron went and stretched out the stuff and became blood and the egyptian magicians also did the same thing it became blood they also have power and then was chapter 8 and was 7 the plague of frogs chapter 8 was 7 but the magicians did the same things by their secret arts they also made frogs come up the land of egypt aha uh-huh. so does it never end so what is the difference if they also have the same power does not jesus have more power that's what we thought yeah that's true read in verse 18 and 19 of chapter 8 but now the plague of gnats verse 18 but when the magicians tried to produce gnats by the secret arts they could not and the gnats were on men and animals the magician said to pharaoh this is the finger of god hallelujah ultimately there was a point where they could not perform beyond a certain limit there are many magicians and sorcerers who come down to their knees and say I did this witchcraft against this Christian but if that believer was a good believer who was a prayerful person and it didn't work against him it came back oh now i realize there's a greater power than the powers that i use through demons and then they get saved they go searching who is this power where is this power they go after this that Christian person against whom they did a witchcraft they go and ask i did something against you but it didn't work what is that power that you have within you and then they get saved hallelujah these are different kinds of spirits that operate the angel of light fortune telling angel of light deceptive spirits spirit of infirmity in luke 13 10 to 13 when this woman who is bound by a spirit for 18 years who is bent over it was a spirit of infirmity that caused sickness and jesus rebuked that spirit and the woman straightened up right away sometimes all diseases are not natural demons bring diseases many times when demons were cast out the blinds uh, the blind eyes opened the mute spoke and the deaf began to hear many times it's a spirit of infirmity that binds 
and causes diseases in first king chapter 22 verse 20 to 23 god is talking about a lying spirit that comes and wants to go and entice ahab spirit of lies it speaks lies into the ears of people they can't say see the truth they can't know the truth spirit of lie first kings 22 verses 20 to 23 spirit of adultery and lust the spirit of jezebel we see that in revelation 2 Revelation 2 verses 20 and 21 Revelation 2 20 and 21 spirit of lust adultery the spirit of Jezebel these different kinds of spirits operate we need to be able to identify what kind of a spirit a person has and we need to stay away if you know that a person is with a different spirit and we should be aware of what kind of an enemy we are dealing with we need to be aware of the decept- the deceptions of the devil we need to be aware of the the evil spirits that operate in very deceiving ways at a church in coimbatore whenever the pastor would speak there was this there was this lying spirit that was operating against this ministry and whenever the pastor would speak this lying spirit will take his words and speak lies into the ears of people and whatever the people here will be just the opposite of what the pastor is preaching it was a lying spirit and until when they recognized that this lying spirit is operating and they prayed against it and they bound it it came to somehow come and destroy the faith of people and they prayed against it and they bound it and then it was cast away and people were now hearing the truth hallelujah praise the lord evil spirits come and affect people's lives in such tremendous ways but that's why it's necessary for us to be prayerful that's why it's necessary for us to seek the lord that's why it's necessary for us to always be in christ it's necessary for us to be filled with the holy spirit so that we will have authority and dominion and we can take power over these evil spirits and i'm going to close with this we don't have time now demons submit to the name of jesus and i have several references for that luke 10 verses 17 to 19 Jesus said I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy in in, in Psalm 91:13 Luke 10:19 Psalm 91:13 Mark 16:17 you have power to drive out demons 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8 1 John 3 8 talks about how Jesus came to the son of God appeared to destroy the works of the devil James 4:7 resist the devil and he will flee away 1 John 4:4 Isaiah chapter 54 verse 17 No weapon formed against you shall prosper Numbers 23:23 23, there's no sorcery against Israel no divinity against Jacob Hallelujah So we need to know these scripture verses that talk about the power and the authority that God has given us against the forces of evil. And so if you are battling against a certain problem and if you're having a repeated episode of certain things that are happening in your life, you need to use the word of God against these evil forces. All these verses that I just quoted right now, Luke 10:17 to 19, Mark 16:17, 1 John 3:8, James 4:7. 1 John 4:4 4, 4. Isaiah 
Numbers 23:23 Psalm 91:13 Look at all of these verses and you will be able you will you need to equip yourself to resist the devil and overcome the forces of evil Hallelujah Praise the Lord let's not take it lightly that oh this is just some kind of a you know some people really don't believe in demons you know oh those are some kind of uh, thing that people say who knows whether they exist or not but if you experience or you come in contact with such forces of darkness you encounter them by the power of god or if you once been under the clutches of the devil you know what darkness is and what it can do amen but when the power of god comes upon you and when you are filled with the presence of god you are a child of god you have the authority to rebuke these things and to cast them away and to take dominion over them hallelujah you can destroy their works you can destroy their schemes amen you can destroy their works you can destroy their schemes you can destroy you know the uh, the ill effects of the enemy whatever ill effects it has left behind you can destroy them and also you will be able to bind the evil force that is operating and you will be able to plunder for the kingdom of god hallelujah praise the lord maybe that person who is still yet to be saved is under the attack and the clutches of the evil one and you need to pray that god will open their eyes for the god of this age has blinded their eyes the bible says in second corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4 the blinded eyes so the blinding from the truth God will set them free as you pray and you will see a great victory in your life and you will live a victorious life and so I believe it's good for us to be well educated on who the devil is who our enemy is and how he operates what are the kinds of ways he operates and how we need to be alert and aware of these things so that we can win over them hallelujah praise the lord amen praise the lord so rob the house of the devil and plunder the house of god Amen. Let's pray. Praise you, Father. Shall we stand together and lift up our voices and thank the Lord right now this morning. Let's exalt the name of Jesus and put down the devil. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Romans 16 and verse 19 says, "The God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath my feet." Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise you Jesus. Lift your voice, lift your hands and just begin to praise out loud. Hallelujah. 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 Let there be a praise of victory. Hallelujah. Let there be a sound of victory. Hallelujah. Worship you Jesus. Worship you Jesus. Nobody is going to live a defeated life. We're not going to allow the devil to touch anybody's life. We're not going to allow the devil to touch any family. We're not going to allow the devil to touch any marriage. Hallelujah we're not going to allow the devil to come and plunder anybody's body Hallelujah we're not going to let the devil take anybody into sin and deception Hallelujah we're not going to allow the enemy to come and plunder anyone but we're going to bind the strong man right now Come on lift your voice and pray right now in the name of Jesus I bind the strong man Hallelujah Maybe you have not seen a victory and you're saying what what I don't seem to see any victory maybe you need to pray more hallelujah you're seeing problems you're seeing troubles you're seeing disturbances you're seeing peacelessness